Yes. Okay. We're back. It's the last day of National Dairy Goat Awareness Week today. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Every day is Dairy Goat Awareness Day. Yeah, for at me. Flying Goat Farm. <laughs> um, so we are going to talk about our best goat pro tips. I think my people aren't going to like mine. Because they're like boring vet things that people are like, man, I don't like that. Yeah, well, mine are going to be fun, I guess. Okay. Compared to yours, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So let's like go back and forth. Okay. You go first. Uh, All right. Well, I guess go pro tip one would be for me would be just would be about feed and just feed them a lot and don't be afraid to feed them a lot and make sure they're eating a lot. And if they don't like what you're feeding them, change it and really monitor each goat's eating habits every day. And I don't know how you milk your goats or how you do it, but I try to give each goat their own bucket and their own time to eat their own food. And then I can monitor how much you're eating because usually dry matter in is wet matter out. So like the more they can consume and the more they can eat and the more they're consuming, the more milk they're going to make for me. So that's my pro tip. And that's a very like dairy, like milking dairy goat pro tip. Yeah, it's, I mean, I. And growing goat pro tip. Yeah, I really, uh, just from what I hear from what my wife says about, because I don't know how other people raise dairy goats or goats in general. I just know from what I've done and, um, from Kara's horse experience all her all those years and telling me how to run a barn and how to manage animals that, you know, feeding is really important. Mm-hmm. Making sure that everybody eats enough and um, gets adequate whole grains, you know, whole grains seem to be really beneficial to dairy goats. I've seen, dramatic improvements with whole grains, not just using a pelleted grain, but like mixing in whole oats and crimped corn and sunflower seeds and all those things have great benefits. Sometime I should go out and do a video of how you mix the grain for the doughs. And I don't usually do it all the same all the time. It's just like, I don't want to eat the same thing every meal every day. So usually I mix it up and cause sometimes I'll notice them. Oh, I don't want this anymore like this. You need to make it different. So I'll make it sweeter or not make it sweet with molasses. Just always trying to make sure they're eating enough dry matter and it's hard. They're picky. <laughs> well, I'm picky too. Cause I want them all to be really full every time I milk them. So, mm-hmm. They need to. Yeah, you you push them. You push them to. Yeah, I do push them really job. hard. Not really hard, but I push them hard to make sure that they are producing and producing well enough for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was pro tip one. All right, my boring, responsible vet 
goat pro tip is to try to be prepared before you bring animals home. I don't think that's boring. I, I mean, and this, well, I could apply to any species, actually. Yeah. I think people are kind of terrible at this with any species. People like, it's like, oh, there's a puppy. I'm getting it. And oh, there's it's a goat. Like, I'm bringing it home. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, you know, and the puppy is like some kind of crazy high energy breed or like super needy. And the people work for 14 hours a day away from the home and like, it's we as a I think as a species we are pretty bad at looking at a baby animal and saying I do not have the capability to effectively take care of that thing right now. This um, is to get it. I, but you look at it and you're unable to make that um, objective judgment, and then you get the thing and you're like, oh, what do I do with this now? So. Well, you can swap out dog with goat. Yep. There's so many people that get a goat and it ends up in the house and with the dogs. And like, well, there's not, I mean, there's not so many people where the so goat people, ends but, up I mean, in the house permanently, but I've certainly seen <laughs> house goats. And I mean, and that's like, that's fine. I'm not passing judgment there. It's not for me. Um, but like, if you think you're getting into. Like, think about why you're getting those animals. If you think that you're getting those animals to be some kind of food source and uh, food production for your family, like, be aware of that. Try to do some research and have a place for them to be. Like, where would you like them to be when they come to your house? Do you want them in your house? Do you want them outside of your house? Do you want them, like, penned up? Or do you want them running around willy-nilly doing whatever they would like to do? Um, Strongly so, advise yeah. not to do that. Well, you would be surprised. I know. Um, so just try to try to be ready. Like, when we got our first goat, like, we made sure that we had, you know, we had a stall and we built it for her. And, you know, my horse was already here. And like, and him too. It was like, we have to be prepared for the big animal to come and have a place to put him when PD came. Mm, like, yeah. Like a little, you know, a little planning is a good idea. Yeah. And also, like, this is like the super annoying, boring vet part, but like, have a plan for like emergencies. And I will say that I think people are getting better about this, and it could be because. Like, there's more pet goats now. There's a lot of pet goats. And um, people are more proactive about being like, oh, the, this is a pet and it should have a vet. So I do a lot of, you know, like, annual farm visits and meeting the animals and establishing a relationship. And that's great because then I can help if there's a problem. And it's not great if someone calls me in the middle of the night and I have no idea who they are or where they are or anything about their animal. So, um, yeah. You, do you have another goat pro tip? Sure, yeah. Go. Okay, well, goat pro tip, goat, dairy goat pro tip too is 
um, around kids. And I've raised up to 94 kids one season to just really dial in how to manage all these goat kids. And what I found, and I don't let the kids damn raise at all. We don't zero of that here. We've done it one once when <laughs> like one, one individual one individual kid. kid, one goat, one time. So we, I raise them. They're human raised, and they do. I'm mom, so I would say by pro tip uh, for dairy goat, and you want to be, you're thinking about being like production herd. I wouldn't damn raise your kids. Uh, I would just keep your utter. And your milk tests and the udder really good and everything really good on that end. And then just feed it to the kids. Um, it's a lot of work that way. But once again, you have control of what each goat is eating, what it's consuming. You know, you get control of everything. There's no, oh, this goat might have mastitis. It's kids not looking very good because you're damn raising it. And you're just taking the milk in the evening. Like, how are you supposed to know what's going on? So I... My pro tip would be if you were going to, if you're considering being a production goat dairy herd, is not to damn raise the kids. Do it yourself. Don't have more than six goat kids in a pen because this is way too much to handle. Um, past six, in my opinion. Goat kids goat are kids. much cuter in small groups. Yes. And like having 94. Last season, it was not so cute, even yeah. with six goat kids per pen. Even, like, 12, it's, yeah. It's insane. They're, so, they're a bunch of little monsters. So if, uh, you know, if you keep it the group small, but let them have the space they need, it's easier to make sure that everyone is getting the proper amount of nutrition and milk and grain and water and hay mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's easier to monitor mm-hmm. uh, in smaller groups. Um and it that may not, I mean, it may not be applicable to you if you're not raising <clears throat> a ton of animals, a whole bunch of animals, but, but yeah, I, you know, um, uh, around the kids, maybe this would roll into like kid feeding pro tip, um, would be, you know, start introducing solids sooner than you'd mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put it in front of them. Yep. Put it up high enough so they're not putting their feet in it just so they can get their head in there. Tiny little bits of grain just to, like, put in their mouth just to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Always have hay in front of them, up on a, off the ground in a manger or mm-hmm. a hay net or something. Even, like, after four days old, five days old, just, like, have it there and they're available. You'd be really surprised. Yep. So, um. There may not be actually eating it and getting any, like, nutritional value from it, but they are putting their mouths on everything and then what they're doing with that is they're populating their gut with ben- with bacteria that are ultimately going to populate their rumen and make their rumen work. Yeah. So provide them things, like good things, like not, you know, if all that's in there is bedding and poop, then that's what they're going to put their mouths on. Right. So provide them Grain and hay. What did what were we talking about this recently? What did you say? Like three weeks, you start putting grain in front of them. Yeah, for real. Like I, I'll, I'll like really put the grain to them around. Like I'm, I've been feeding, I've been putting grain in front of them since like five, six days old. Mm-hmm. But like really starting to like pr- expect them to eat, eat it. Yeah, by like two to three weeks or 
they're starting to eat grain and hay pretty well. Wait, you pro tipped out? No, I can my, think about it after you do your. My last goat pro tip is to try to think like a goat. And by like when you're getting ready to have your goats and even when you have your goats and if you're changing things like we change things all the time. I mean, like we kind of have a, a procedure at this point, like, you know, in the spring we're raising kids, they get moved around their their feeding pattern changes like things change, but there's kind of a cycle to it. Yeah. As their feeding pattern changes, we move them yeah and And then that i mean that helps in our experience for there to be slightly less screaming when and it doesn't it helps with space yeah um but so think like a goat when you're thinking about where your goats live and how they how they live and like what kind of environment you're setting up for your goats goats are not dogs and they're not horses and they're not cows. And like when you're thinking about something with a goat, you should think about how, like what is the worst possible outcome if I put a goat in this situation and then be very aware that the goat will not work up to that worst possible outcome. It will go right to the worst possible outcome. So like, if you're like, Oh, I'm just going to put the goat out on the lawn and it's going to eat the grass. With no fencing or whatever. That's not going to happen. The goat is going to go right to your flowers or yeah, the poisonous I, plant or yeah. like the thing, the number one thing that you don't want the goat to do is it's absolutely what the goat is going it's to do. do it. And it's not going to do it like in a week. It's going to do it first. Right. Like. Yeah. It's not, they know. I swear to God, they know. Like, and this sounds like I hate goats the way I'm talking about this right now. And I don't. But they're like I like they're goats. They're very mischievous. Yeah, they're and they're kind, they can be jerks. Yep. And like if this is a jerk move, they're, they're gonna do they're it. Probably gonna do the jerk move first. There's, I think about things too, like us, uh, like just our barn. Like we don't the the goats, <laughs> and sometimes you just have to realize you're not gonna gonna win a battle yeah we used to we have several like permanent fencing areas at our place and like the first permanent fencing we set up was for my horse and we would lead the horse from the barn to the outside and the one goat we had at the time would go with him because she loved him and then we would lead them back at the end of the day and that worked okay because there was one horse and one goat but then when we had like eight or 10 goats and we would try to lead them out to the pasture that turned into like such a headache because they're like, no, I don't want to go out to the pasture. I want to go over there and eat your lilies or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, is more interesting to do than to go out to the pasture that they go to every day. So then when we built our new barn in 2012, they were like, well, we're not going to fight that battle. The fence goes around the barn. So they just go in and out when they want. Yeah. And like, I think, I think we, we, I was thinking about this recently because I think you forgot about leading goats out to to areas. And that was like a huge stress for us. Yeah. So we don't want the goats in the barn all day. They have to be out. But like getting them out was such a pain. Yeah. And so then how do you fix that problem? For us, it was put up a barn, 
give them lots of space and let them do what they want. That's not a battle that we were going to fight. Got to be a little bit smarter than the goat. Got to think like a goat and got to realize that they are going, they are going to do the thing you don't want them to do. Period. Yeah. That's my goat pro tip. I think, I think that's, Going to wrap up this National Dairy Goat Awareness Week. Yay. And um, I'm kind of proud that we actually did one of these every single day. Wow. Awesome. Uh, Devin informed me that he is not going to be a regular contributor to the podcast. uh, Whatever is needed by the goat farmer, I can contribute as needed. Yes. That's great. Okay. I'll take a video of you mixing feed sometime and share it. Yeah, it's a really fancy, fancy um, feed. But until then, happy National Dairy Goat Awareness. Hug we'll your do, dairy goats. Give your dairy goats a hug, and we'll probably do this again next year. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>